What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chief with Daily Dale. I'm your host, Dale Fowler, along with my partner, Lonnie. How you doing today, bro? Good. How you doing? Doing pretty good, bro. I mean, the holiday coming up pretty soon. We're going to have, be having a good time. Uh, we're going to be enjoying this, you know, 4th of July holiday, having fun with the family. You got a baby shower coming up the Sunday before. So, you know, it's exciting. A lot. It's eventful, bro. Like, so yeah. I can't really complain. So, I mean, any big plans you got? Yeah, no, like you said, just the baby shower. I got the baby shower coming up, man. Like, I know my baby will be here in a couple months. I got a son mm-hmm. on the way. So, I'm we really excited. We're getting the whole house together. That's why I was just looking about the side of the camera. Got a whole bunch of stuff in my house. Um, only if y'all knew the stress that it takes to put together a big operation like this. But um, it's, we getting through yeah, it with the, help of, with the help of Dale. <laughs> Dale helped my, my right-hand man help me get through it. So, we, we, we all getting through it. We getting through it over here. But, yes, we planning on a big celebration, man. It's a big celebration. We welcome a new life into the world, new life into the family. Man, um, just a couple yeah, months we'll away. celebrate it, yep. Just a couple months away. Man, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing. Yeah, we I, I went to the fireworks show, uh, to the fireworks shop, like the tent, this afternoon. Got to them a couple things. They going to be cool, but we're going to go to the fireworks show anyway. We're going to an isotopes game. They, hey, if y'all don't know. They affiliates to the Colorado Rockets, a triple A team. I went to the bank. We won the banner contest, so we got free tickets. And we were able to go out there, so the parents got to do, like, a group rate. So they paid for themselves to come, everything like that. But, like, I, I missed the first game because my wife had to go get her hair done, stuff like that. So I had to make sure to be out there with them with the banner and everything. But, bro, they won that game, like – I miss a good one. They it was like ten and nine. It was like they start going on runs. So it was a high score game. It was fun. So I'm ready to see what they're gonna do again. It's mariachi night Saturday. So yeah. hey, I ain't gonna lie. If y'all don't know, I'm a wrestling fan too. Right after that, <laughs> I'm coming back to watch. Uh, coming back to watch Money in the Bank. Right, yeah. So <laughs> hey, it's gonna be lit. Hey, but um, we got a decent lineup for y'all today. We're gonna be discussing Travis Kelsey. Uh, thoughts about what he said recently about um, not being the most – well, being an underpaid tight end in the league. He recently was in Vanity Magazine, so we're going to discuss that. Also, Eagles defensive end been chirping again. Brandon uh, Brand, <laughs> Graham going off, talking about the field conditions on the field and saying that boy acted good talking about Patrick. But it was all respect, though. I think it's just a little salty out there, especially when you've been a dominant defense the whole year. And then next to, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the offense come out here and really had, like, a great performance. And really – that second half, he only had one incomplete pass. So we know how it feels to be a pass rusher, in, and you're not able to really do what you want to do. But we're going to talk about that. And then also, uh, Donovan Smith article on Arrowhead Attic about him being the X Factor. I mean, we'll talk about that, dive into that some more because that was. I think pretty much an unexpected signing for a lot of us. We knew that we wanted to get a left tackle, right? But then picking him up, he has been getting some high praise in the camp, uh, in OTAs and everything like that as well, too. And also, we know we know it's not going to happen probably. But Cream Hunt, possible reunion? I don't know. I might like it. I might love it. <laughs> so we'll see. But, uh, man, but before we go ahead and start, we want to be able to – we want to honor uh, running back, former running back Joe Delaney, 40 years ago today uh, from his tragic death when he attempted to save three kids. was able to save one, but the other two did pass away along with himself. Uh, he's a true hero. We love him in Chiefs Kingdom. He was a phenomenal running back the years he uh, he played with us as well, too, up until his tragic death. So we want to definitely give a moment of silence for him. 
And then also give a moment of silence for Ryan Mallett, who recently passed away this week. Similar situation, drowned in a uh, Florida lake and lost his life young at 35 years old. Former New England, New England Patriots quarterback and also a former uh, star Arkansas quarterback as well, too. So a brief moment of silence for them. Great. So let's go ahead and move along with the show. Lonnie, like I said, Travis Kelsey was recently publishing Vanity Fair magazine and he spoke about being underpaid. He said it's been times he wished he made more more money. He looked at the Tyreek Hill situation. It was like, man, it'd be great to make 30 a year. Um, just being able to kick it like that, have a good time. And, you know, he still did his fair share. He's not getting paid good money, right? We're not saying that for any NFL player. However, he wished that he made a lot more uh, in his situation. So, Lonnie, what are your thoughts about that? And how do you feel about what he recently said in that magazine cover? Yeah, so I, I think uh, we, we talk about it before on the show, right? Some players are worried about legacy in the league. And some players are worried about being the highest paid in the league. And I think Trav is really one of those players um, that took the time to separate himself right here with this statement um, to show that, hey, I'm a person that's <clears throat> not necessarily worried about how much money I'm making and being the highest paid guy ever in my position and more so worried about my legacy and the mark that I'm going to leave on football forever. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like that he, uh, Trav understands the situations that he understands the situation that he in that he's in and he doesn't want to go away from that. Right. He doesn't want to lose that. Um, in order to keep certain stuff, you got to make certain sacrifices. And I think Trav knows that, unfortunately, sometimes a salary, uh, a salary cut or a pay cut is a part of the sacrifice he has to make in order to be to win. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Trav is, is willing to do that. Um, and that's why we've seen Trav to continue to be the best in the league, continue to run and be the top of the at the top of his game, but not necessarily be the highest paid. Um, and that's why we have articles like this where we're talking about he's underpaid and like the most super underpaid tight end in the world. Um, because because of his production, um, but I think Trav sees also the the fall the the downfall of, of chasing money too, right? Um, you can you can go be a Tyreek, but then you got on the other hand, you can be a Travis Kelsey, or you can be a Scott Moore, um, or you can be a Juju Smith Schuster. You can you can decide to choose legacy over money and still be successful for in that aspect as well. Um, so I feel like he just he's just giving a different perspective, um, putting something else out there. Um, letting letting the world know the, the vision of the team, right? If he's a leader of the team, this is how he's thinking, right? Um, if you come in here and this is one of your cornerstones, he's letting you know right here. If you're worried about your legacy and not about that bread and you want to win, then you gonna you know what you need to do. You know the decision that you need to make. But we understand too that not everyone comes from a, a fortunate situation. So not everyone is able to 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 take pay cuts and and not become not and take advantage of the opportunities. Um, and which I think that's the situation that Tyreek was in, but um, I don't think Trav, I don't see Trav doing that, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I agree with that. Um, I, I I definitely think he he he's not looking for that for a big bag. He that's not what he wants to do. He's and he's making it obvious with this statement, and that's what that's what I think he's doing. He's showing that the legacy matters more than than that bag, right? I, I love the bag, and I love to see the numbers, right? I would love to to ride about and ride in Maybachs and have three, four, or five different houses in two in seven different locations. So, but it's it, it's it's more about me winning, right? It's a man that's in front of me that I'm chasing that has four rings, so. Um, if you if you want to catch up to him or be in the same vein as him, 
you have to legacy has to be a part of your thought process. Honestly, I think they they're just trying to find ways to break up the Kansas City Chiefs. They're getting tired of tired of us winning the Super Bowl. I will being a part of getting into the big game, right? And I think they're just getting tired of the success because they thought this was a team that was going to probably be a one-trick pony, uh, you know, one-time miracle. Uh, they thought Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to be this great. At first, it was not having Travis Kelsey. Oh, how how big of a jump was it going to be for office? It was. It just jumped them in a right, in a positive direction. They were able to get, get uh, do a lot more and spread it out the ball. Travis Kelsey, in a sense, he he – I think he loves Kansas City. Like, I think he found his best friend in Patrick Mahomes where they have that relationship with – they have a, that relationship uh, amongst uh, amongst each other. And I think he values values that more than actually going to get more money. I mean, you got to think about it. Your best friend is making almost uh, half a billion dollars. And being a part of that as well and having that friendship – you build that bond, and you guys are going to execute a lot of things together as well, too. And he's doing great with the new Heights show. I'm sure they're ha- they have a decent co- income coming in with that. And I think he's just worried about winning championships and playing with his best friend. You see the bond that they have outside of football when they right now they're doing the match together. They're playing as a team in a golf in a golfing game, right? So it just shows. It's just more than money with it or with them, right? And even they're starting to say that Patrick Mahomes is underpaid due to the fact with him being the seventh highest paid quarterback in the league and how his contract is stretched out. It's like, oh, he makes more money than people, but they're making more than him in less time, in less years. So honestly, I feel like they're just trying to find ways to break up the band. Uh, put, uh, you know, music to their ears, let them know like, hey, man, you probably could make more money over here. And they've got some of us, you know, a strong um, organization as well and a strong roster. Uh, You can help them gears towards winning the championship as well, too, along with making more money. And he's probably looking at them like, no, like you think that Patrick Mahomes is great based off of his head coach and his weapons that surrounded around him. No, he makes all of us great. I mean, Kelsey was doing it before Mahomes got here, right? He was a thousand yard tight end before then. His streak started with Alex Smith and then it continued with Patrick Mahomes. So I feel like, you know, people are just trying to find ways to really break up this group. And it seems far-fetched. People probably think, oh, you're just saying that because you're a homer. I'm not going to say what all y'all are going to say, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I I really think that this is some things they, they put, they ask him that question to get a reaction out of it. You get a reaction out of it. You're going to start making more articles and more storylines about it. And then we know what storylines in all those articles lead to the consideration from that individual thinking like, man, like I probably can test this market and get more money. Now, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs, will hold him back and not give him more if he wants it. I think they just found a perfect medium for both of them where he feel like, oh, I make enough, and oh, we still want you as well too, and we want to build around this group. Now, it seems like they probably have not did as much just because you see a lot of these other elite talents going somewhere else, but they're offering a lot more to them because they're trying to hold them back from going to the Chiefs. I'm going to be honest. We can't pay everyone. 
We can't pay everyone. We're working on trying to pay Chris Jones as well, too. So right now, with the two championships in, I feel like they're just trying to halt the process of a dynasty that could somewhat probably be better than the Patriots dynasty. Who knows how long they want to hold on to that. So, you know, slow your roll. The storm is coming. They're they're, they're marching upon that. They're not there yet, but they probably will be. So I said all this to say that I really feel like Y'all trying to hate on the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Y'all trying to hate on the Chiefs. I'm for real. It, it, it like why are y'all pocket watching? I just want to know. I mean, you know, we got this spot track stuff that's out and everything like that. You're going deep into people contracts. You're trying to say people want to pay this. Like, what's good for this person though? He might not have the aspirations yeah, of a Tyreek Hill who wants to live in Florida with no state income tax, have a big house, live a big life, live a super superstar life. Some people probably just want to be those who's in the cuts. I got my money. I'm gonna keep on making my money. Beyond that, football is not the only out. Oh, the, the uh, the only source that I have of income. I'm I'm content and I want to win championships because I want to be in the history books forever. Yes, and I think that's what separates these these players, right? And I think that's the biggest thing for people like, and I'm sorry, I love Tyreek to death. The people like Tyreek and the people like Travis Kelsey and the people like the people that play with Brady, the uh, the 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 Gronks, the the mm-hmm. Joe Toonies, the the ones that decided Brock that they wasn't that high be, who was the best. I know that's what I said. It, it's it's it, the ones that wanted to be along for the ride. Not mm-hmm. the ones the Adam Vinatieri, not the ones that said, "Oh no, I need to give you the highest paid in in my position right now." Those are not the people that are remembered forever. You're remembered for this long. Yeah, somebody else is going to get a contract way way bigger than yours. Justin Jefferson, media, Justin they, Jefferson they is going to get a, a, a just as big as a, just a big contract as Tyreek got right. And then mm. next thing you know, Tyreek is going to be forgotten until he wins a championship. Until something else is done to where he needs to be paid more than Jay Jetta. Then it's 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 like you, that that's all oh, that's short lived. It's only for this mm-hmm. long, because it's always gonna be somebody coming behind you that's gonna top that number. So just remember well, that. We gotta remember due to social media as well too that that they can last longer because you know they be having like on this day you remember when this happened type of stuff. So you know I think that's what's saving them as well too, and that's why they're like I'm gonna be remembered just because of how the media was able to really go further and go up as time went on as well too you know what i'm saying like that's why we're able to see all the stuff that happened back in the day and this footage footage is leaking because we have advanced technology to play in a you know a clear a clear color you know we got it out there it's like oh this happened oh he looked raw doing that like very talented it's just you know we have that to keep them uplifted and boosted into history going forward but i definitely i agree to a sense because it's like that's cool but like if pat wins five or six championships and i'm here and i'm a part of that i'm a five or six time champion as well too and then also i'm the greatest tight end as well too of all time i mean Honestly, Brock is number one. It's one A and one B. Him and Kelsey. Kelsey can really fight for that if he gets two more because he'd be tied with championships. Yeah. So it's and just 
it's a lot to it. <laughs> and, and I say this, right? And when when Tyreek did that, and like you said, it's gonna come back in history, and everything where history is, is repeats itself, like you said. And now they got you remember on this day this happened. You remember on this day this happened. Well, we're gonna go back to that day in history. I remember exactly where I was at. I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, visiting you actually when it happened. <laughs> and that happened, and they're gonna say what happened that year after that happened. Tyreek got sent home. Kansas City Chiefs won a Super Bowl. And since Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And we was so, hot that day. So you are you <laughs> you be the person, you be the person to make that decision, right? Do you want to be the highest paid? Because both parties walked away happy. Well, and, wow. and one one just wasn't happy in the moment, right? We were mm-hmm. sad that day, but didn't know that it come in February, we was gonna we was gonna be the ones get, getting the last laugh. Yep. So like, I agree. It's a it's a big dilemma there. So it's a lot of history. The kids are only gonna see the surface, right? Oh yeah, Tyreek. Mm-hmm. This man was killing. He was the best player in football. But what happened after he when he got to that pinnacle or the best player in football? He went to a team Miami that was nothing. Ten and seven. Dealt with quarterback injuries. So Solid throughout the first half exactly. of the season, fell at the end. So I get it. I, it's just I know we took a little bit longer on this topic, but it's just crazy how this keeps on coming up. And we're going, Chiefs fans, we're going to see this a lot more. So don't a lot. don't think that this is the end that we're just dealing with this right now. We're not. This is going to carry on for a while. That's what they want. That's what they're trying to do. And we're going to start seeing it as being the people whether that's at the top of the the highest mountaintop of the NFL right now. So we got to get used to it. But, hey, he says he loves winning. He doesn't plan on going anywhere. He still has a contract with us. And, honestly, at his age right now, I don't think he's going to go beyond to go to another team anyway and pre- and produce the same as what he did with us. And that's not taking anything away from him. But the Chiefs really got the better part of his years. Facts. Mm-hmm. Nothing you can do. No, Wherever else you go, he's not going to be able to top what he did here. So – I would, I'm not even going to trip on that. And I think he understands, like, man, I can be with someone who's played with the same team for my all, my whole career, win this many championships, and I can go out and be like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm content. I know I left a mark on the game and on the Chiefs organization. So, hey, nothing to worry about on that. Now, let's go ahead and dive into this. I don't think we want to spend too much time on this anyway because, you know, who cares? We won the Super Bowl already. Let it go. But Eagles defensive end, Brandon, uh, Brandon Graham, uh, recently talked about the past Super Bowl and shared, his, shared some interesting thoughts. So he praised Mahomes, but he said that boy acted good. He's referring to the injury he had in the second quarter when he got hurt, went out, and then he came back and then pretty much was played perfect the rest of the game. And then also he talked about the disadvantage they had as well, too, with the field conditions, which everyone did agree and say the field conditions were horrible. It was very slippery out there. It felt like felt like they were playing hockey. However, the Chiefs and Eagles did play on the same field. And I believe the Chiefs also was like, oh, when once they wanted to have time, they switched their cleats to perform better on that field. And the Eagles went ahead and kept their cleats on that they had that they had problems with in the first half. So, Lonnie, what's your thoughts about that? And 
just let me know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think Brandon Graham makes some valid points, right? Um, he has he had valid points. The, the the field conditions, as far as the field condition goes, the field conditions were horrible. We all seen that. Um, yeah, that was yeah. a bad look for the NFL. The NFL dropped the ball on the field conditions as a whole. Um, you know, I'm a big avid watcher of the Pat McAfee show. The side father did a horrible job on that field <laughs> um, and was not able to keep it together. Um, now, as far as the injury, I can't say we can't speak for Mahomes. And we can't speak to just can't speak to how hurt someone is. We don't know. Everyone's pain tolerance is different. We're not in their body. We don't know mm-hmm. what they're able to deal with and what they're not able to deal with. Um, now, I know as a football player, a lot of I've seen a lot of football players saying it was act it was actress alike and the head roll on the sideline and all of that. But I'm going to tell you one thing. A, a sprained ankle ain't nothing to play with. Everybody has sprained their ankle before, yeah. and you will make them same faces. It might not hurt 10 minutes later. You might have rolled it because this is one thing about an ankle. You can roll it once. And it and it hurt, but if you roll the same ankle twice, anybody that's really played sports before, ankle. it's not gonna hurt as bad. So mm-hmm. like, because it's already been sprained, the ligaments are only going to keep stretching. This is the only reason yeah. it's a sprain because your ligaments stretch, and it's not used to stretching that far. So you can do that in the ankle again, and it won't hurt as bad. So um, it, it's not necessary to say that he wasn't going through any pain. Um, people get surgeries for high ankle sprains, so to to not yeah. for him to see him battle through. Um, and, and you know we 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 follow Bobby. We avid watchers of Bobby Strobe. If y'all not, if y'all Man. don't watch him, um, he he keep he keeps you updated on Mahomes. That's his trainer. Um, he tells you what what really really what Mahomes can and can't do. Um, and it's really like nothing that he can't do. We watching Bobby, but he's some. I think he sometimes has Bobby bias, but he does have very valid points when he when he is speaking on Twitter. So, um, that I, we watch that too as well. And I, that's why I said I, we can't say as far as like. Is his pain tolerance, but I will say that the field conditions were horrible. Um, and you you can only have so many touches you lost. Brandon Graham, everybody played under the same conditions. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, all of those guys played under the same conditions. Mahomes, um, and they didn't have any problems with the turf. Um, if you had a problem with the turf, then that's on you uh, because y'all everybody had a chance to warm up, everybody had a chance to walk out on that grass, um, see what they did and didn't like. Um, I will say, I think that the Butker injury played a factor in the Chiefs just knowing a little bit more because. Um, seeing that he slipped there on game one, yeah. hurt his ankle. We dealt with that all through the year. That kind of like brought us some. We ended up really having to deal with some problems due to that injury. I think that really stood out to the Chiefs. Right? It, it takes sometimes it takes a little catastrophe and seeing something drastic happen to be like, okay, now we're going to be aware of that next time we go. We need to check this field because this field might not be up to up to par. Yeah. Or we, might, we might need better spikes. Any of that. So I feel like that played a factor for sure, but um, it's on the Eagles and their equipment staff to be prepared. It's not on anyone to put, to make sure that they're prepared and they and they know they need to have better cleats. But that's the only excuse, um, and I think that it's valid um, from Brandon Graham. Any other one about injury or any of that, um, I wouldn't speak for that because he he had a bad ankle. You, you did it. You hit it again in the middle of the game. If it didn't hurt him and he was acting, uh, he acted good. And if if not, you still lost with him on a bum ankle, and you re-injured the ankle, and yeah, you still okay. lost. So, like, you you just got to just stop. It doesn't even matter. You, you, you ba- he basically had one arm high behind his back, and when he was on one leg. So, you do you want him to see see him on two legs with two hands? So, like, it, you pick your poison. So, I'll leave that up to you. I'm, I'm not even going to entertain it that much. It's, it's over. Uh you know, I feel like it's just a little salty stuff still ringing from when Juju, Juju was uh, trolling them as well, too. So, I mean, 
really it just goes to show that like just how tough this team is, bro. Uh the Eagles, they had a they had they they played a great game. Jalen only had really one mistake and it was that fumble when Nick Bolton recovered and sent it in for a touchdown. Other than that, he really played a solid game after that. Defensively, you just didn't get enough stops. That's all it was. Uh, the difference from the Super Bowl we had with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up until now is that they stopped us on every possession. We didn't score a touchdown at all. And that's how you stop the Kansas City Chiefs. And once we got – once we tasted blood and we got out, out of that hole that we had in remembrance of that last Super Bowl game and once we scored that touchdown, I already knew it was going to be – it was going to come into the end regardless just because we weren't going to go out the same way. And one thing about the Chiefs is they're going to rely on their offense more than their defense. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, we're expecting them to get some big stops, but if the game is in Mahomes' hands, we're, we're perfectly fine. We're, we're okay with that. So I think it's just more of a, a respect thing that they have to give and stop complaining about that because, honestly, they've all played on the same field, uh, field conditions. They made adjustments. They did not. Um also, you know, as a quarterback who's running and who's mobile outside of the pocket, how much do you think that didn't affect him as well, too? Exactly. Like on that with a ankle. With a hurt he, ankle. <laughs> and he and I'm gonna be honest, like you said, he didn't he I don't think he acted like at all. Like I like I was saying before, I was saying before the game, they gave that boy that shot. They gave him that shot. He's gonna go through that pain. Now I don't know if that's illegal or not still but you know that's something that's one thing i always heard that they did was they give them that shot to where it helps ease the pain throughout the game you know it's going to wear out after a couple hours so you know he was feeling it after the game but at the same time they had to push him through he wasn't going to miss the super bowl so he made sure to fight through that so you just got to respect him off, off fat but at the same time you know, sometimes these teams, especially playing, playing in the league with how the Kansas City Chiefs is playing right now, they they feel like that shot of them winning the Super Bowl is in that moment. That's why I think Cincy is mad as well, too. That's why, you know, you got other teams as well who lost in the Super Bowl or angry because it's like because you have a team right now that's so dominant and they can go on a run like the Patriots. So you don't are we going to have another 15 years of seeing them in every AFC championship game, basically in any, every Super Bowl and we only have a chance a more a, a smaller margin every other year in between, right? So I feel it's just they're upset about not having a chance to win the Super Bowl that time. And they won in 2017 and beat Brady. But you know, it happens. Uh, I feel like they'll eventually get over it. But, you know, it was a little salt in that statement. So I'm not even going to entertain it as much. And like you said already, he works with Bobby all the time. He's able to put himself in those weird positions to where he can tolerate that pain. A lot of people give credit to Rick Buck, Burkholder, and he's a great trainer. And he does well on that training staff. And I believe he's receiving the award at the ESPYs as well, too, for, for being the best um uh, training staffer this season so he we we have all those resources surrounding us to where they don't stop the work in the building but they do work outside of the building that's why someone like bobby stroke comes in and you see uh how they're able to tolerate more pain and we want to see more of our guys uh get out there with him as well too because we're going to need that durability uh each season so but that's all we have for this half of this show. Uh, we're going to send it to a quick commercial break, break and once we come back, we're going to be discussing uh, Donovan, Donovan Smith and Kareem Hunt right here on Chiefing with Daily Dale. What up, KC? 
on the heels of yet another Kansas City Super Bowl victory, we have an awesome opportunity for you to broadcast your business to the local Kansas City market. We've created something called Kansas City Sports Company, which is a sports media hub for multiple live shows, all of which cover all the local Kansas City teams. Now we have 30 second ad spots, 60 second ad spots, we have event sponsorships, studio sponsorships, show sponsorships, and much, much more. This is a great opportunity for you to start early with us and broadcast your business to a very dedicated, very enthusiastic Kansas City audience. Contact me or hit the contact us link on our website to learn more about this opportunity. All right, welcome back to the episode. Now jumping into our next topic, Donovan Smith considered to be an X factor this upcoming uh, upcoming season for the Chiefs. Lonnie, what's your thoughts about that? Because you know he's newly acquired, uh, coming off of uh, one of his worst years at the position, but he dealt with injury. So, uh, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, so I think Donovan um, definitely can become an X factor for the Chiefs. Um, I feel like if he can obtain that that level of play that he had and playing with the uh, the Buccaneers when he went on that Super Bowl run, um, I feel like if he can get back to that level, not sustain as many injuries, stay healthy throughout the year, I feel like he can definitely become an X factor for the Chiefs, being that we lost Orlando Brown, um, but still have uh, still lost and have lost tackles in the past, but still been able to sustain success, um, such as Eric Fisher, Mitchell Swartz, moving on from them, going to Orlando Brown, from Orlando Brown now to Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor. Um, so just really just try, have, having sustained success at that position and still it being a rotating door, um, I feel like that all plays a factor. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like he, as long as he can obtain that level of play um, and, and continue to, to to rise to that level of play that the Chiefs play at, I feel like Donovan Smith, yes, he will become an X-Factor. He will be an upper echelon tackle. Um, he will be at the top of his game. I mean, at the top of his game um, and at the top of, at the top of the league for sure. Um, but he, I feel like he has to stay healthy, um, and, and he can definitely be an X factor and be one of those best players in his position. Well, you know, X factor is of course someone we expect to step up when needed. Who's not really someone who's looked upon right? Who we're not expecting to really have that high level of play. Uh, but if they do, that they're considered an X factor, and I think this this is perfect for Donovan Smith. Like we said, he came off the, one of his worst years as a, at the left tackle position, dealt with injury as well too, and you know dealing with uh, you know getting beat at the line of scrimmage uh, really accounted for most of the sacks on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers line. So I, I expect for him this upcoming season to really try to have a better year that, than what he had before. Uh, he also said that he felt injury was the reason why he, he didn't perform at the level he was supposed to perform at. So I can definitely see him coming into this role with a chip on his shoulder, trying to really prove his point of being one of the top left tackles in the league. Now, do I feel like he'll be considered top five this season? I will doubt. I'm 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 not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. But I think he's gonna be someone who can hold up their own and not be the reason why we lose. We just need you to be able to hold your own at that uh left tackle position, be able to handle those elite pass rushers, be able to limit their ability to get to Patrick Mahomes to where the pack pocket is clean and he can perform well out of the pocket as well, too. Because we know not, not only is he a threat outside of it, but he can also be a threat inside as well, too. And when he's able to break down the game and really visualize what's visualize what's going on across the field, then it's gonna be 
a great year for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think he will be the X factor. I think he can be the X factor. I think the true X factor will be Sky Moore. I think he's going to really come to a level to where he's going to be a factor on the at the wide receiver position and really make plays for the Chiefs down the stretch as well too and be someone who who could be the reason why we win a couple games this season. But Donovan Smith, I think he's just going to be able to play at the level to where he's not going to cause us anything, right? I don't th- I I don't think he's going to be someone who who is the reason why we lose the game. If it, if he does have a bad game, then I can see that's why we lose the game just because if he's getting beat at the line of scrimmage and he's forcing uh, a lot of Miss opportunities to where they're able to attack Mahomes or get him out of position, then that's going to be a problem. But coming up, I think he's had some great work. I think he got his body together. I think he's able to, you know, I think he's trying to be durable this season. If he's healthy, he's effective. And with the big body that he has as well, too, he'd be able to maul guys. And that's what we need. With those guys who like to have advantage with the speed, if he has great feet work, then he could be able to push the line of scrimmage to where once he gets a body on them, then it's over for them. So if he can get back to that and just stay healthy throughout, then the Chiefs are going to be the best offense this season. I understand that we're not considered to be in the top 10 group for a for a skill position and the top offense, you know, projected by PFF. However, I think once the level of play and once you see the product out there on the field, that's going to be a whole different tune this upcoming season. He can do it. I think he can do it. I think he wants to be able to do it. He wants to be able to get another championship as well, too. Uh, He has fell short in Tampa Bay, but he got a ship out of it. And, you know, he has a chance to uh, re-groom himself, get himself back to the standard that he wants to see himself at and be able to provide to a championship level team, which he was able to be acquired by the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think it will work out. Uh, He, like I said, he will probably be, the second option to become that X factor. I don't put him over Sky Moore, but I don't think it's um, really, you know, something that is out of reach for him. So he'll be fine. Uh, I can't wait to see how it comes. The preseason is very, very much on the way. Uh, we got training camp coming up. The schedule is out as well, too. So make sure to look on our Facebook page. We got a Facebook page out there, Chiefing with Daily Dale Podcast. Uh, we posted that as well uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. The start date is for July 23rd. And just keep in mind that the camps are free, but they do have paid admission dates of $5 for adults and $3 for kids. So just keep that in mind. But it's going to be fun. We're going to see them because that's going to win. That's going to be when they compete as well, too. So let's go ahead and anything you want to say before we jump into our next topic? Yeah, no, I'm not. I was just going to say, I, I, now the question was if Donovan, if I think he's going to be an X Factor, I, yeah, I would say he, he has the ability, but I don't think he's going to be the X Factor either. I don't think it is. I think it's KT, but we begged it. We, hey, we got different opinions on that. That's, that's a subject for another day. I think it'll be mm-hmm. KT. He'll be that guy that will separate us next year. And I think that'll be the new. But um, I think we expect him to be that. That's why I'm not really putting him in the X factor room yeah. because I, with the departure of McCole Hartman and losing Juju Smith-Schuster, he's the only person I see that can take that the helm of being the number one wide receiver. So that's why I don't think it's really an X factor situation for him. Now I can see why people debate that, but I wouldn't put him in that realm just because we know the a level of play that he can play at. And we know his ability as a wide receiver. And we had 
more than enough flashes we saw last season when we got when we traded for him before the trade deadline. So that's why I'm saying Scott Moore because he was out there. He dealt with the punt return situation. Uh, he actually had some big plays, such as in that Chargers game as well, too, to where you saw like, okay, like don't be surprised if he become that number one option for Mahomes because he can he can ball out. He he's a great receiver and he he has great route running ability as well too. And I think that's gonna mesh well with what Mahomes is putting out on the field. But at the same time, I know we got away from Donovan Smith. He's just not the number one option. I feel that's gonna be the X factor. And we're gonna ha- actually talk about that later on as well too. We might as well. We had a good debate about it. Let's go. Let's go ahead and jump on to this cream hunt situation. So Arrowhead Attic actually posted about this, and this is something I think we see all every offseason when we see cream hunt is having contract disputes with the Browns, um, not knowing if he's going to get like a long term deal or or even an extension. But he is on the market, and you know, I will say, I'm not. Opposed to it. I mean, Lonnie, what you feel? I mean, I'm gonna give my thoughts, or I could just jump into it because look, 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 I think it'll be a perfect fit. It'll be perfect, right? He fits the offense. He knows what we're doing. He knows verbiage. He knows everything. This is first organization. It's not a thing that he's not gonna remember about us. But I think, um, I think first, Veach is not in the company of paying running backs. We all know that you're not getting a lucrative deal coming here. He's not. And I think, secondly, I don't think the Chiefs go back on their word and contradict themselves like that just by bringing him back. Being that they let him out of the building saying that he lied to him and that's why they had to let him go and how good things were going at that time. And I think they made a snap decision that they probably shouldn't have made. Being that they made that decision, I don't think they can go back on their word. Um, I think it's just kind of showing like a reneging kind of almost on what they said and and just like kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you said it, but you really didn't mean it. So, like, did he lie to you or you really meant like you would never have, like you weren't going to do business with him again? Or did you did you just say, oh, that was just for the time being? Because if that was the case, you should have kept him on the team. You I mean, probably, you got to do PR. You probably, have, you probably I mean, have four Super Bowls by now, and he'll probably be getting a bag this year. So, like, it's, 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 it, it, it just looks kind of, it looks weird um, if they go about it and do it now. But um, it does make sense. It makes sense, though. I would love to see it happen, but it's like all of that stuff happened. We were on the, we were at the peak. The Chiefs were at their peak. We had just played the Rams in one of the games. That was one of the biggest games I had ever seen in NFL yeah, history to this like, day. I have never seen a game that big as far as that was, nah, the, that we, was the modern day Super Bowl. <laughs> we was at the house. We was at Lonnie House, bro. We went to UCM. Y'all know this, bro. We went to UCM. And like we at the game, like <laughs> our uh, our girls, bro. I swear they was looking at us because we was mad after because we was looking like this is how we lost 54-51. But they had a whole concert on halftime. I thought it was a Super Bowl. This is week nine. Week nine. <laughs> Cracking. Crack. Going crazy. Going crazy. It is it, just, but that was just phenomenal. But I mean, going back to Kareem Hunt. I do understand what you feel about Kareem Hunt, how you feel like it will be a contradiction to go back after him. However, I feel like that was a PR situation that they were trying to handle and want to be on top of because 
of course, you don't want to be a brand that represents domestic violence in the case, right? You don't want to be uh, frowned upon for to feel like that uh, type of stuff is, you know, uh, acceptable in the community in general. But however, with the NFL giving him that, I think it was only a year suspension, if anything, uh, and then coming back, he 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 did need to somewhat do a restart. And um, seeing that the Chiefs were able to win a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls without him, sometimes what, what it's going to do is make them ref- reflect and see what could have been. You could have been had could have been a part of two Super Bowl wins. You could have been a reason that we probably have four instead of two right now, just because if you were a part of that AFC Championship game in 2018 against the uh, uh, against the Patriots, you could have been a factor in a running game to what you did before that year before with Alex Smith, and you were the X factor in that matchup where you had a fumble, I believe two fumbles, and was able to gather yourself and go off and be the player of that game, ended up winning that game 42 to like 27 or something like that, right? So you see the capability that he brings to the offense, but he needed that reset because of his situation. Now, I'm not I'm not opposing to a reunion at all. I'm not. Uh, even though he's older in age now, but he still has that ability to really be a factor on the offense. He's great in the running game, and he's great in the passing game as well, too. Now, I do love Isaiah Pacheco and Jet McKinnon, but you got to remember, McKinnon's in his 30s. He only on a one-year deal as well, too. And then Isaiah Pacheco, he's a rookie who's on a rookie deal, and he's not affecting the books to a sense to bringing him on. And we know that we like the dual back setup as well, too, because at the end of the day, even though he was a starter when he was playing with us that year, however, he was sharing reps with Damian Williams. And Damian Williams was hurt throughout the year. That's why he had a bigger percentage of the snaps. That, that That's the reason. But Dane, he was going to be effective as well because he was a great passing back. And we needed that along with what Kareem Hunt was bringing, even though he's good out the backfield as well, too. But he was our bruiser in the running game. He was very strong. He definitely can miss first contact. He wasn't someone you would bring down on first contact. So you bring that, yeah, you bring that type of ability to the offense. All, all, all it's going to do is elevate them just because it's going to continue drives with that offense. It's been times we've seen that we could not even get a one yard, one, one yard in like on the goal line or on a third and one situation based off the package that we were in. But also I also, I also blame the size of the player that we had as well, too, because you have a Jet McKinnon that's skinny. You know, he's very small. You have Isaiah Pacheco. He's a beast. He's very aggressive. He can get it for you from time to time, but he's just not that someone who's just stout like that. And you can see his size on the field as well, too. Then also Clyde with his height situation. Sometimes he's at a disadvantage. I mean, they usually can take uh, take advantage of being in those uh, big uh, scrums. However, we saw him have issues with that. But Kareem Hunt, he was always someone you can depend on getting that one yard he was he was a bruiser he's someone who will go head to head with you with no hesitation so i think just having that ability back on the roster that would definitely um that would definitely be a plus for the kansas city chiefs now we're just talking about this for fun but at the end of the day it's not 
completely not true that it cannot happen. Exactly. It's not, it's not <laughs> I mean, completely off the table. It's not off the table at all. And we got to respect that. So, I mean, this is just a conversation of let's just leave it at skill set. <laughs> we know we don't want that type of individual around, but at the same time, everybody do end up, you know, improving in life, uh, doing a lot better. I'm sure he has People to do can. some rehab sessions, sessions, all that. What did you have to say? People can grow, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Like people can grow. People grow on to be better people. Um, just like people, people learn from their mistakes um, and learn from their lessons. So you take it in as water under the bridge, right? So, but I definitely understand that and feel that with Kareem. But it's just like, uh, just hard for me to see an organization go back on their word when they were so strong, stand on their word at yeah, that point. Don't do that. Um, and yeah. then seeing and then people going, what if you would have just not did that that day, right, and pulled yeah. the <laughs> and kept him? So it's just like I feel like the what ifs would just be a lot right there for Beach. But um, I definitely see see what you're getting at. Um, that skill set is definitely needed. We need a bruiser. We need somebody to come get it on third down, run their face in there, um, and, and still be able to have the soft hands out the backfield. Mm-hmm. Kareem was the all, all in one package, and, and yeah, that's the that's our back. And I I feel like he knows that he, he and he would be very well. But if, um, I just don't know what could happen if it could happen. And it, and if he was still with the Chiefs, I think he would be in the talks with like the Dalvin Cooks, who's in free agency, Absolutely. as well. This uh, Christian McCaffrey's all that the mouse benders, the mouse, all them, but j- just because. Because when he was on his offense, he was our last thousand yard rusher. He would have averaged a thousand yards with us, even though we were still in a passing game. Even if he had eight hundred and then two hundred on the in, in the air, he still would have got that to to that a thousand yard mark. So I'm not going to never say that he was he wasn't going to contribute. He will. I think he would have been on that level of talent and really got that recognition. So, but at the same time. This is an organization that didn't go back and go j- get Justin Houston. They didn't go back and get Marcus Peters. They didn't go back and get Jamal Charles. They didn't go back and get a lot of guys. Frank Clark. You know, Frank Clark. You know, once they move on, they like they move on. And I think they were just sticking to their word. Like, I can't go back and be like, hey, can you come back and play with us? I can understand in a sense to where that person was willing to do it like Bobby Wagner. He left Seattle for one year to go back to Seattle the next. Why couldn't it just be worked out then? Because what they was going through as well to them being a playoff team, he could have been a factor at that point because he was still doing decent with the Rams, even though they were in a playoff team, but they dealt with injuries throughout the season. And that's not his fault on that. So them, those type of situations, it doesn't make sense at all. But hey, um, stuff like that happens. Uh, like I said, I would definitely love to see Kareem Hunt back if he wanted to come back. But hey, we know that's probably not going to happen. Let's not get our hopes up. But this was a great conversation. It Absolutely. was a great conversation. Absolutely. But we know what he brings. Uh, uh, whatever next team he goes to, uh, I'm sure that he will still be able to play at the level that he was playing at before. Uh, he might just end up staying with the Cleveland Browns because they end, you know, they end up realizing hey they like that dual backfield that they have with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt even though his reps have definitely limited because Nick Chubb is the best running back on that team but hey he will be a number one on another team as well too but 
That's all we have for this episode of Chief with Daily Deal. Uh, don't forget to follow our all our social media platforms, uh, KC Sports Company on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, follow me on Facebook at Del Fowler Jr., uh, Twitter, Dale E. Fowler, and then Instagram, Daily underscore Dale 39. And then Lonnie, also, actually – Remember your stuff this time. It was different. I had to look it up. Yeah. So Instagram is underscore underscore Lano L O N O underscore underscore. And then on Twitter is underscore underscore Lano with two N's. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, two N's. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. how we're doing it. Also, make sure to go ahead and like and follow our uh, Facebook page as well, too, Chiefing with Daily yep. Deal Podcast. Uh, we, we we will be posting our content on, the, on there as well, too. That way you can track it and then click on the links to go watch our videos. And also, we're going to be posting updates and stuff on there as well, too, along with doing some live streams sometimes, especially when the, yep, when the season come on. up. You know, wanna get we wanna get connected with y'all. We wanna talk to y'all. We wanna have a good time. This is gonna be like us, you know, gathering around at eleven o'clock before the game start. What's gonna happen today? That's what we own. And it's gonna be a good time. So yeah, just keep on uh keep a lookout for that and then we'll talk to you next time.